Uh, we've been going through this series, uh, Unlikely Advent, stories about uh, people who are actually not in the nativity necessarily, like King Herod. Uh, Reggie preached on King Herod last week, Zachariah and Elizabeth, Anna and Simeon. This week we're talking about the three magi, the three wise men, or we three kings of Orient are. They actually are in the nativity set oftentimes, right? And if you think of that song, we three kings of Orient are, Traveling, bearing gifts, we traverse afar. Yeah, whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about. But the first line is completely wrong. We, three kings of Orient are, right? And then it gets it right at bearing gifts. Because let, let's, let's look at what we know about the three kings, all right? First of all, their occupation wasn't king. They weren't kings. So let's strike one against the song. Uh, there wasn't necessarily three. The Scripture never says how many there were. There might have been a whole bunch of them. But we say three because how many gifts did they have? Three. So we say there's three kings. Each one had a gift. We don't know that. Um, what else? Orient. We think of Orient. They came from like China or something. No. They came from probably around Iran area, somewhere in there. And they weren't kings. They were more like uh, uh, astrologers, uh, they saw the stars and they looked to the stars for meaning. Um, so these guys weren't like three kings that just came and they, it's just all wrong. The song is wrong, all right? Now, let's, that, we don't know exactly what it was like, but at least we got the gifts part right. There was uh, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All three of those had some sort of meaning for Jesus' life and death. We see that later on. Um, but they're, 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 these, these guys were just like observers of the stars that were wealthy. We would call it astrology today. They would interpret meaning from the stars. Um, and it was a fairly popular thing to do in that culture at that time in the Holy Lands area. And for them, there was something specific in the stars that drew them to come westward towards uh, the Holy Land area that we know today, like Israel, modern-day Israel, Jerusalem, and that area. So all of those things are like, it's out there, and like it, it's just kind of a, uh, uh, yep, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty romanticized version of what, what it really was. But let's, let me read the Scripture for you. Matthew 2, 1 through 2. Some of this sound familiar because on the King Herod story, it's parallel. The, the two stories of the wise men and the Herod story are just like all together. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. So these wise men come to Jerusalem because that was the capital. Um, that's where information is. If you, if you want to go to a place where the, you're going to find stuff out, you go to a place where a population center is, you go where uh, the people are, uh, they go to the seat of the government, where you might find a king, right? We're, we're going to look for the king of the Jews. You go to the city where the kings sit, um, and, and they go there. It's like 1,200 miles from, I looked this up actually last night, from Tehran uh, in modern-day Iran to Jerusalem is 1,200 miles. And it would take about three months on a camel to get there, just so you know. Um, so they go to Jerusalem because the Magi are looking for a king. They want to see this king. 
when you go looking for a king, if you, we've never done, anybody ever look for a king? Anybody? No, we've not done it, so we don't know. But I'll tell you, when you go, when you got to find the king, you go wherever you got to go to find the king. If you're on the hunt for the king of kings, you do whatever you can to go find the king of kings. You go wherever you might expect to find the king. They first looked at the stars. Now that was expected for them, that they would draw meaning from the stars. Now we don't look too kindly on in our Christian culture of today, we don't look too kindly at looking to the stars, do we? Because it's astrology. We don't want you to go looking at your horoscope, even though we know you do. Like, <laughs> I know y'all. You still go look at it like, hmm, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Oh, that's why that happened. Uh, uh, don't, 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 like, it's fine. Don't worship that stuff. I'm going to come to that a little bit more later. But in the church, we tend to be fearful of those types of things because we don't understand it. We tend to be fearful of everything that we don't really understand. But somehow, the Magi looked to the stars and eventually they found Jesus. Now let me ask you this. Which would be more surprising to you today? To find Jesus in the stars or in the capital? <laughs> yeah, because guess what? They read the stars, and it led them eventually towards Jesus, but they went to the capital, and they didn't find Jesus. But the capital led them to someplace else. Surprise, surprise, they didn't find Jesus in the capital. The king of Jews was not there, at least not the one they were looking for. There was a different king of the Jews who was very jealous of all that. Reggie preached on that last week. We wouldn't expect to find Jesus in the stars in astrology, we wouldn't expect the, the, the astrology to re reveal to us Jesus, but for them, this was not a foreign concept. We generally look for Jesus in more like lofty places, holy places, in cathedrals maybe, even amidst the, the beauty and the gold, the incense, choirs, robes. You look for a king, maybe even the king of kings, you're expecting them to be found in like a lofty place. A long time ago, uh, not that long ago, maybe 10 years ago, I remember this article I saw in ChristianityToday.com, you know, the website version, not the print one, because who reads print even then? But a guy had gotten melancholy about uh, singing this song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Remember that old song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord, I want to see you. Well, um, uh, then he reflected like, you know, every time somebody sees God, they die. <laughs> Maybe we should sing something different, like open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you. No, actually, I don't actually want to see you. So he wrote it like this, cover the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see your backside. Like I don't want to, because uh, I don't want to die when I see you. Then I think he got a little carried away. The, the original song says, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. The point of the article was that in that song, we put God in these high places and we never see God in those places. And if we did, we would surely die because we beheld the sight of God. We're unable to see God in His holy and magnificent state while we are in our lowly human body sinful form. 
And yet, this is the time of year we recognize Emmanuel, God with us. And yet somehow God is still with us. Emmanuel has come. Have you gone looking for him? Jesus is all around. You can find Jesus just about anywhere, but only if you're looking for him. I think Grayson read those words. Something along those lines. We walk right by Jesus every day. We never see, we never notice him. We fail to feel or see or understand the presence of Jesus in our own lives every day, but he's there. We see God most in the despised, the rejected, because he was despised and rejected. God is most near to us when we most need him. Imagine I went looking for Jesus, they found him, but honestly, they stopped at nothing. They were looking at the stars. They learned about Jesus. They went to the capital city. They were directed toward Jesus. And then they went to the despised and rejected. They went to the smallest town around into a stable, maybe. You know, who knows actually on the timeline, to be honest with you. They went to the despised and rejected. That's where they found Jesus. Jesus isn't generally found in the lofty places, in the, in the holy places, but really he's usually in the lowly places. Let's look at the scripture. The Magi had to ask around a bit to find the baby king, so they went to the other king, King Herod. See if he knew anything. King Herod, uh, he hears about it. And he was frightened in all Jerusalem with them, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. So Herod, the, the actual king of the Jews, he didn't know about the prophecies. He didn't know about anything of what was going on. He hadn't looked to the stars. He hadn't paid attention to what was going on, even in his own culture and religion. He had to get people together to figure it out. The wise men, then, this is verse 5, they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. <coughs> Excuse me, the Magi knew that Jesus was king. The Magi were familiar with the prophecy from the Jewish king's Old Testament that we call today. Micah 5, 2 through 5. They were familiar with this. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth and the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord and the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. He shall be the one of peace. These magi, these astrologers from 1,200 miles away were familiar with the prophecies of the Hebrew Scripture. The Magi knew that this baby was going to be born in Judea, near Jerusalem, and they knew that the baby was going to be a king. So they asked the other king where they were to be, where he was to be born, where they were to find him. And that star had led them to this area. Verse 10, when they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They found what they were looking for. Magi were looking, looking, looking. They stopped at nothing to look for, and they found 
that which they were looking for. They were, they, what they were looking for turned out to be Jesus. When they finally arrived to the house, they saw the baby Jesus. They knelt down, paid him homage. They worshipped him. When they finally found the thing they were looking for, they immediately recognized it. This, this is what we've been looking for. We've been searching for this all along. We, we looked to the stars to find answers, but this is actually the answer. How many of us search and search and search and search we're looking for Jesus, but maybe we don't know that's what we're looking for? We're looking for something. We feel a longing for something. We need something, but that something is sort of elusive, especially as we look in all the wrong places to find that something. We look for meaning and significance in the wrong places. We look for something to soothe us, to make us feel better, but it's in the wrong places. We look for solutions to our problems, a quick fix, but it's in all the wrong places. The stars can provide an explanation, but they cannot provide salvation. The Magi wanted more than what the stars could offer. But when it comes right down to it, Jesus was the only answer. Jesus is the only balm to soothe our souls. Jesus is the only meaning and significance and hope that we can have that will last for eternity. As soon as the Magi saw it, as soon as they saw Jesus was the one that they had searched for for so long, they recognized him. Do you recognize Jesus as the one you're looking for? This isn't just for a question for people who aren't here, <laughs> people who don't go to church. This is a question for people inside the church. I was born and raised in the church. I'll bet you could count on all my fingers and toes in 45 years how many times I've skipped church on Sunday and yet I'm still looking I'm still searching I still want to know Jesus more and more and more just because you come to church on Sunday doesn't mean you know the guy um, in fact the church can be the hardest place to find Jesus sometimes because in the church we put Jesus high and lifted up shining in the light of his glory and we, we forget about the fact that he's pouring out his power and love. We put him up so high we can't see or touch Jesus. He's out of reach for us. He's in the church. He's not out on the street. He's not in my living room. The gentleman that wrote that article in Christianity Today goes on to say this. And then on Monday there was this homeless man standing at the red light holding out his hand asking for handouts. As is my custom, I cast my eyes away from him. It's a pretty uncomfortable, uncomfortable moment, isn't it? I mean, I gave it church already. So I stopped looking at Jesus standing there begging. I don't know what I'm going to do next week in worship because it turns out I'm much more interested in feeling spiritually high and lifted up than I am in actually seeing Jesus in his actual glory. Do you recognize Jesus when you see him? And when you do, what do you do? The Magi looked to the stars. They ended up finding Jesus. They were there with him. They recognized him. They gave gifts to him. They worshiped him. Jesus is able to be found in all of the places. But do we recognize Jesus? And what do we do when we finally see Jesus? And then finally we see this 
from the Magi, they never looked back. They found Jesus, and they never looked back. Verse 12 says, And having been warned in a dream to not return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. They went another way. Now, they went home. You know, they went home. That's fine. But once they recognized what they were looking for, they worshipped, they gave gifts, but they didn't look back. They, they didn't go back the way they had came. Once you recognize Jesus as the one you are looking for, don't look back. Don't go back to the old ways. Don't go back to the former way of life, the former things that you had. Stay on the path that Jesus has for you. When we're looking for Jesus, if you're really looking for him, you'll find him. Maybe you, maybe you have direction from the stars. Maybe you see him in the capital city. Maybe in the despised and rejected. But I want you to be encouraged this season to look for Jesus in this season. We've got like, like it's a week tomorrow, right? It's a week tomorrow. Christmas Day, week tomorrow. You got that much time. Ah! Uh, also, hey, got a whole week. <laughs> I don't know where you're at in that freak out like in the spectrum. <laughs> but you got a week tomorrow. In that time, I would like you to just think about in the midst of the rush and the crush and all the things, where's Jesus in the midst of this? Where do I see Jesus here? Yesterday I went to uh, Dollar Tree. I had to get some boxes or something. Um, I said to somebody, I don't always shop at Dollar Tree, but when I do, it's for something they don't have. <laughs> I saw all over that store looking for something. They didn't have it. Finally got something that will do. And I'm in line, and it's, it's a long one. And this lady in front of me, God bless her, we just had the, a lovely chat. She was so proud of all of her grandkids. She told me about all, every single one of them uh, and how they're all over the globe and they're doing great things. And she's so proud and sad at the same time because she doesn't get to see him. But one of them in Nashville calls every day just to check on him. That's Jesus at work right there. This lovely conversation when I'm like, okay, they didn't have what I wanted, let's go. Um, but pause and reflect on it. Here's another thought that I have that's not, that's like a little bit, little, now, now take, take a second, let's say like, everything's cool with you, you found Jesus, you're good. Now, Let's think about this, about those who are still looking. Wherever we find Jesus, we must be careful not to reject others who are looking for Jesus also, but in different ways. They might be looking in different places than we are or than we did. The Magi were on the outside looking in. They had no power in the kingdom of Judea. They had no religious connection. They didn't worship the same God as the people they were visiting. And yet, they worshiped Jesus. Somehow, God included Eastern astrologers in the story of Christmas. That's amazing to me. Of all the things, here we have these astrologers from Iran. Iran. We don't like Iran, right? People today look to stars, they look to tarot cards, they look to crystals to find what we know that Jesus can provide. They're looking for some sort of meaning that we know Jesus provides. And so we see that, we're kind of scared of that, we don't understand it, and I would ask, who are we unintentionally excluding 
from focusing on Jesus when we celebrate Christmas our way and only our way. In our Christian culture, we get fired up about the use of the word holiday instead of Christmas. <laughs> I was talking to somebody like, I'm, I try to be pretty open and understanding, and I had so many people tell me, happy holidays, and I'm like, it is Christmas still, right? I mean, but I understand for you. I will do that for you too. Happy holidays. We get upset about an X in front of the letters M-A-S. Xmas. Actually, the Greek symbol for Christ is X. So I just go ahead and throw it in there. It's Xmas all the way. Because Jesus is there. We get upset about Starbucks cups. <laughs> Why? Are we so fragile that we wouldn't allow some astrologers to bring gifts to worship on Christmas Eve? What if next Sunday these guys in robes show up to our church because a star led them here and we just want to bring some gifts and worship Jesus? What would we do? I think by and large our, our churches would be afraid of that and turn them away. I hope we would welcome them. People turn them away because they don't look like what we want them to look like, because they have different beliefs than us, because we think they put their trust not in the Creator, but things of the created. Instead of seeing them as people who they are, they're just looking for meaning that we know Jesus can provide for them. Don't expel them. Don't turn them away. Don't exclude them. Stop seeing searchers as different and scary people to be feared, but rather see the humanity of searchers and help them find the meaning they long for, the meaning that they want to find, that they can find it in the Creator. We are not that fragile. Our faith is much stronger than that. It's stronger than three astrologers from Iran. Our God is stronger than anyone who's looking to the heavens to find a person who's looking to earth in the meaning. So I would encourage you in this. The big sermon was about find meaning in Jesus this Christmas. Do everything you possibly can. Look in the unexpected places, the despised and the rejected. Find Jesus in that. Meanwhile, don't reject somebody who's looking. Don't exclude somebody from the faith because they're looking in a different place than you did. Jesus in included them. God included Three astrologers from Iran. Surely we can include people who are on a journey of faith. Let us pray. Lord, as we have found meaning in you, as we found meaning in Jesus Christ, as we've found meaning because of God, what you've done in our lives, we ask, Lord, that you continue to provide us with meaning, continue to help us search and seek and find Jesus wherever you have him. It might even be in the lowliest place, in a stable, in a manger, someplace dark and dirty. It also might be in church with a light, with a candle, with something ornate and beautiful. And as we look for you in all these variety of places, may we not reject somebody who's also looking for you. May we not put so much meaning in the created things we lose sight of the Creator you. And if there's meaning to be found in those stars, may they point us to you. If there's meaning to be found in the different things of life, help us to find you in the midst of 
the whole spectrum that you have created. God, be with us in this season of of meaning-making and meaning-finding memories and the joy that's all there. Lord, connect us to you just as you connected three, maybe three, three, the Magi from the east to the Christ who is in Bethlehem. Connect us also. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all this morning. We thank you that you worship with us today. We'll see you next week, maybe three times next week, maybe one time. We hope to see you. God bless.